Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson, welcome to Going In Raw Countdown, the only top 10 countdown type show. Right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are found, including CastBox. A great partnership with CastBox. Yes, we do. Check it out. Um, we're also at Patreon, patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. You know, Patreon is like, you know, you give us money, we send you stuff. That's simple. <laughs> yes, it is. Or you give us money, you get to watch extra stuff. Well, that's in a what sense giving you stuff. Yeah, sending it you digitally, to watch electronically in the ether. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, we're also at Pro Wrestling Tees. You know, it's the same the model, basically. Right you now. send them money. They'll give you stuff, but yeah. it's our shirts. But it's our you. shirts, right? And there's a sale going on right now. You buy five shirts, you get 25% off your entire order. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Bargain. You sound very enthusiastic. Oh, really? We're going to talk about how to make impact better today, Larson. Oh, there goes my enthusiasm. Make impact, <laughs> make impact great again, Don't Larson. mind me. I'm going to take a nap. That's what we got to do. Oh, man. That's okay. I'll take over. So, yeah, uh, recently, uh, one of my favorite UK wrestlers, Joe Hendry, it was announced he's being signed to Impact Wrestling. Um, and I was very excited about that. I might do Impact Reviews again. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not committing right now. It's only Tuesday. I've got another couple of days before I have to commit to this week if I decide to do it. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be like on a per-appearance basis. There you go. I might just do it. You'll, you'll adopt week. the Impact model. Right, exactly. So anyways, we did two videos today. Uh, one details 10 moves that I feel Impact has done correctly uh, to try to dig their toxic name out of that toxic dump of a hole that uh, various regimes have put them in over the past couple yeah, yeah. decades. These are, these are the 10 things they pretty much need to do to improve the chances that I'll watch their they programming. Need to, exactly, yeah. So if they do all 10 of these, it won't guarantee that Larson's going to no, watch. No, but it'll, it'll improve the chances. Getting closer and closer. What yeah. is it? Let me ask you. What is one thing, because I did these lists, you tell me what is one thing that will guarantee if you knew that was going to happen this Thursday on Impact, what's one thing? Well, I know one thing that's going to happen on this Thursday's Impact is make sure I don't watch it. Okay, but moving forward the next Thursday, 
What's one thing? If the thing they tape for tonight's show, they lost the tape, <laughs> then maybe. Then maybe. Okay. I was going to say, like, CM Punk, would that guarantee you're going to watch? No. CM Punk wouldn't guarantee you. He's not going to impact. Get out of here. I'm not saying it, it's possible. I'm saying out of completely out of their own possibility. What would get you? What would well, guarantee? I might watch the clip of him debuting to see if it's worth my time. <laughs> okay. Let's just move on. These are 10 things that Impact still needs to do to be better. Yeah. <laughs> Number 10. 10. Get rid of that damn owl. Yeah. I guess my understanding is that the owl is more anthem thing as opposed to impact thing. Is that correct? And anthem owns impact. Yeah. But like an the owl is part of anthems. Branding. I think so. I believe so. All right. I mean, there it's not so bad when they had that giant owl in their logo. Yeah, and that then, was no good. Like in their opening sequence, the big thing for me was their opening sequence. Whenever you like, because it's a really well done video package, and then like this weird owl like is turning to the side and it looks directly at the camera as Eli Drake does the same thing like in the next shot, and I'm like, is Eli Drake like a new manimal or yeah, something? Yeah, manimal, that'd be cool. <laughs> Would that get you to watch? No. If Eli Drake only only if they adopted the same uh, visual <laughs> effects they did in the '80s version of Manimal to to show his transition from. <laughs> Man to animal. Hold on a second. A series of slow so you're, you're dissolves. You're telling me if Eli Drake, as a human being, shoot, right? For yes. reals. Yes. Demonstrated that he could change into an animal. No, no, no. It has to exist within kayfabe. <laughs> it has to be his gimmick. Right. But like, he, yeah. So if he turned into an animal, you mm -hmm. still would. I don't know. I'd be intrigued by it. I'd check out some clips. And if it's well done, maybe. You check out some clips. Like I said, it's gotta, they got to use the same effects okay. they used. For the transformation scenes of Manimal. Not like revolutionary CG effects? Not interested. No? You get that in any Hollywood movie. Okay. I want to throw back. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, yeah. So here's, here's the thing also about this list. I made the list, but you ordered it. I ordered it. This is my priorities. <laughs> okay. Number nine. Nine. More Scott Steiner. Specifically, I want to make commentary. You'd probably have this number one if you had your druthers. No, this was actually number one originally. This was going to be my number one. Scott Steiner commentary. He is so, the especially these days, the Scott Steiner math meme thing has blown up so much. They would be, and he's back, but it's just kind of sad to watch. He's so old. Yeah, he looks really old. And like when he did the Frankensteiner thing oh, at the last right pay-per-view and he landed on his head, it just didn't look good. But put him on commentary with Don Callis and Josh Matthews. See how it works out, even just for a pay-per-view. He's got, he's got a Shoney's to run, though. Oh, that can run itself. He just gets his brother in there, some, somebody that he trusts. His brother's doing real estate. Get somebody he trusts to run it. He's the owner. He doesn't have to manage it. You don't know That's that. silly. He manage it. That's silly. Anyways, and they do, they do one taping every eon. Yeah. Once a blue moon, you do it. So he doesn't have to be there all the time. I don't know. Maybe that's too much of a commitment for Scott Steiner. Probably is. And they probably don't want him on the on the mic. But still, I think it'd be great. And it would get people watching. Ratings would boost for at least 10,000. Yeah. 10,000 more people watching. You yeah. wouldn't do that, really? Strictly for Scott Steiner, no. That'd be great. Number eight. Eight. Fine. Number eight. Eight. Don't try to be WWE. Now, yeah, they have kind saying, of already accomplished Yeah, this. yeah, and I've been saying for a while that they shouldn't view their competition as WWE. Their competition right now is Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they actually have a national TV deal that, you, that you know, that we can. Like, I don't, we, we don't get Ring of Honor television here. Right, correct. But we get Impact. Yeah. Um, so they have that advantage. That um, might change with Sinclair buying up a bunch of TV stations. Yeah, I know. I think they own, like, Fox 40 out here. No, that's usually they don't have a... I know. 
But anyways. Um, anyways, but uh, if they adopt, and it seems like they have, if that's if they've adopted um, that mindset that they're competing with other larger, I mean, Ring of Honor is not really independent promotion because they're run by a giant media conglomerate. Right. But uh, if, if if their competition is is that kind of mid level wrestling promotion, upper mid card wrestling promotion, yeah. But I think that's Ring of Honor. And who else in the states? In the in the states, it's really. I mean, it's New Japan. Yeah, you know, in terms of their U.S. expansion. But I think their buzz and, and the fact that they're the largest promotion in Japan kind of puts them at a different level. So I would I would legitimately be interested to know what access numbers are. Yeah, what New Japan? Well, I thought, I thought they don't I remember, publish them. I thought I remember hearing in a newsletter a ways back that they were fairly comparable to Impact's numbers. Yeah, before they had that jump in viewership. Yeah, you know, like quarter of a million. Yeah, I have no That's what idea. I thought I read. I could be completely wrong. I do not know. Anyways, um, if if Impact views their promotion as comparable to Ring of Honor and use as a baseline to improve, mm-hmm. yeah, product, improve viewership, improve engagement. That's a good start. I think it's interesting. It's interesting to me because the main thing that I like, I think it's widely. I know Booker T was talking about this in his podcast. How then the day they decided, hey, we've got Hogan, we've got Bischoff, let's run Monday nights against Monday Night Raw, as just a terrible, terrible idea. Um, that was them thinking, hey, we should compete against WWE. It's like, no, it's okay to be number two. If you're doing really good business, yeah, you know, if you're doing really, really good business and you're able to slowly get to that point, not just, hey, let's put all our chips in on Hulk Hogan Monday nights. Yeah, let's do that. So hopefully they've learned from that. They've understood what their competition should be mm-hmm. or what they could consider their competition. Um, you know, that's what they need to continue to not try to be WWE. I think they've actually sort of, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they understand that. No, at I this think point. they do too. And, I, and also the one advantage of, of realizing that your competition is not WB is you're not striving to sign the same people that are WB's going after per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're tr- not trying to uh, match them in terms of spectacle. Mm-hmm, yeah. If you view your competition as say ring of honor, you know, ring of honor, they, you know, every, for their pay-per-views, they put some production value into mm-hmm. the show and their TV yeah. tapings. Okay. Yeah. Production value, but they concentrate on the in-ring product mm-hmm. and that's what impact needs to do. Yeah. They, really have, they do have a lot of really talented, uh, wrestlers in yeah. Impact concentrate on the in-ring product. Yep. Put on uh, stellar matches and people will watch. Number seven. Seven. Lock up talent. So last we heard, Moose is signed for three years as of like, I don't know, five or six months ago or something like that. A little while ago. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they moved to like a, a appearance model, which here's the thing. This is, this is one of my main things about Impact. It's difficult to invest emotionally into a company when there's potential for a high degree of turnover. Yes. I've compared. To, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. If you don't know somebody's going to be around for at least a couple more pay-per-view cycles, it's really difficult, especially with something like EC3. When he gets snatched up by NXT, you know he's not going to be around. Why do I now care? For the next three months that he's on TV, mm-hmm. that's a big, big problem. Moose, if he's really signed for three years with Impact, um, and I know they're moving him to the title scene, if I'm not mistaken, he's calling himself Mr. Impact. He's probably going to be there for a while. Okay, I can at least get on board that guy. Yeah. At least I can understand that he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. Um, and they need to do that. 
I don't know. So if I'm not mistaken, Austin Aries fairly recently said that he's not locked in with Impact for like a, a long-term thing, um, which is fine. They have to also stay within their business model. I totally get that. However, you do need a core of talent that you mm-hmm. know is going to be there yeah. and going to be reliable. I mean, I think, you know, like NXT, I think it's different situation, but the, but the situation at the same time is kind of comparable where – NXT is like a minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, you're generally a fan of the the major league team, and hopefully a fan of your hometown team. Yeah, but you have to be. You have to understand that what you're rooting for is not the name on the back of the jersey, but the logo on the hat, mm-hmm. because that name on the back of the jersey is going to change a lot because yeah. it'll be coming up and going down, all that kind of stuff in minor leagues. And the worry in NXT is the same way. You have to first and foremost, I feel like, if you like NXT, it's because you like NXT's brand you like the product you like how they approach wrestling mm-hmm. you you know you're going to be fans of, of particular wrestlers in there and you'll follow them up to the main roster but if you're watching nxt long term it's because you like nxt wrestling mm-hmm. same thing right now seems to be the case with impact since they're not locking up people it seems like long term uh, you got to be invested in the, the 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 style of wrestling they're putting on the mm-hmm. presentation yeah until they start either feeling like they're in a, a strong enough financial situation where they can keep their core mm-hmm. or if they say to hell with, you know, the fiscal responsibility in terms of running a wrestling promotion, let's, let's hold on to these five, six, seven wrestlers mm-hmm. for a couple of years, use as our foundation, see what we can build around these yeah. handful of competitors and then sign complimentary pieces you know, maybe based on you know how they're doing things now per appearance. Yeah, yeah. You can. I, I wonder if Impact might get to the point where that would become a supplementary NXT because you do see people going from Impact these days, going from the Indies, driving through Impact, and then heading up to NXT. And I wonder if that's going to be more and more a farm system, sort of like an unaffiliated farm system. Well, you're going to have WWE. you're going to have NXT. Well, you're going to have Ring of Honor and Impact feeding NXT, yeah. which will feed Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but Ring of Honor has that Sinclair money mm-hmm. that they can lock up guys like Cody and for, the Young Bucks you know, and the Young Bucks exactly for like a while. Um, but yeah, Impact. I mean, they need to they need to find a way. To because Ring of Honor they have their stable they they have their their core of guys they've got the Briscoes they've got you know like you said the Young Bucks they've got Cody now they've they got, got Jay Lethal they Dalton got Castle Jay Lethal um, and so they have their their Ring of Honor players that have been around forever um, I feel like Impact kind of needs the same thing they need like a small core of people who are going to be there for a while yeah yeah that you can count on being there for a while right exactly um, and then yeah build around that number six six. Chris Jericho. This is all because Don Cal said he'd leave the door open for him. <laughs> in of course, you'd leave the door open for Chris Jericho. Yeah, this probably, he's Chris Jericho. This is probably not going to happen. But no, hey, this isn't going to happen. This come is no on, way. look, man. If Chris Jericho was really a free agent, he wouldn't be calling Vince McMahon every time he made a move in New Japan. Yeah, I know. He more or less gets clearance from Vince to do anything in New Japan. Well, if contractually he ca- speaking, he less. doesn't have to. Yeah, but he does. Yeah. Now, if he were called Vince and say, Vince, you know, uh, my buddy Don Callis gave me a call and wants me to do an angle and in, in, in impact with Austin Aries. Yeah. You think Vince would be just cool with that? Sure. No. Why not? No. Do you think they don't view Impact as any more of a threat than anything else these I days? I know, but they're still really hesitant to even uh, recognize their existence. 
They had an entire dinner of three, table for three. I know, but prior to that, it's been pretty much non-existent. Prior to that, it was it was stuck in the past. Not that long ago, where uh, Kurt Angle threw some shade at TNA. Hey, I heard TNA is hiring. I know, I know, and that was. I feel like that was a joke that was like two years too late, anyways. Yeah. And the only the only shocking thing about it was that he actually said the words TNA letters, the letters TNA, and so. What were we talking about? Oh, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Okay, look, dude, obviously it's not going to happen. But because of Don Callis, it's now entering the realm of possibility. And Chris Jericho seems to really like to go wherever he wants to go. Oh, I know. If he wants to do something, here's the thing. If he wants to do something, Vince McMahon gives his blessing, sure. If he doesn't, okay. Chris Jericho's still going to do it. Chris, you think Chris Jericho cares if... if he gets his blessing from. I'm sure he cares, kind of. Well, I think he cares in. But he's got so much else going for I him. Think he doesn't he, need. I think he WWE. cares only in so much that he likes knowing that he can return to WWE at any time in his back pocket. Sure, but at a certain point, if somebody says no, you can't do something. People don't like being told no, man. They don't like being told no. They really don't. So I don't know. Is it going to happen? No, it probably won't happen. But is it within? Would it be huge if they did? If they did get him. Of course it would. Yeah, I guess so. Absolutely, it'd be huge. Enough would would you tune in? I don't know. No? Oh, come on. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be this. I think... I don't think that unto itself would be enough. Impact. I'll put it this way. Impact would have to get to the point where you're watching for Chris Jericho to want to be affiliated with Impact. Wait, say that again. Impact would have to get to the point where they're so good that even you're watching... For Chris Jericho to want to get involved, oh, there's yeah, there's at all a, with yeah, impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pretty big gulf. That's a massive leap, <laughs> an enormous leap. You know, man, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Number five, five, buzzy matches. I'm not talking about matches with like bees in them. Well, that would be an interesting take on wrestling. Would you watch this Thursday? Would you watch the first you... ever beehive match? Would you watch? I mean, that's a, that's. See, you know what got me watching Impact for a couple episodes? What? Final deletion. Oh, Total yeah. Total nonstop deletion. There you go. See? It took something like that because there was buzz around it, and it was interesting. It was something new. Okay, there you go. So if they did a beehive match, maybe. Yeah, that'd be good. Anyways, um, let's talk about the match that was just up on the screen. Yeah, see, I was excited when I heard uh, about uh, Pentagon getting a title shot at Redemption. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard about the results, I was excited. Yeah, man. I spoke to you like that might be the thing to get me to watch Impact. Yeah. Subsequent events. Put a damper on those. All came crumbling emotions. I, we will talk about that later. Okay. Um, but yes, the the idea that they're putting on buzzworthy matches that are captivating the attentions and the imaginations of wrestling fans, that's good. That's what they need to do if they really want to start building a, a larger following. Put mm-hmm. on consistently good to great matches. Mm-hmm. If um, they're if focus they're, on the in ring product. If their aim, so we've talked about all this kind of stuff. If their aim is to be the place where you can see the best independent wrestlers all in one place Mm -hmm. that aren't locked up or anything, all the best independent wrestlers in one place, like equal parts, you know, you have PWG type matches, right? With talent that would love to go to ring of honor NXT or that you will see in NXT and WWE in five years with the production value of TV wise, WWE, it's on par with what WWE does production wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a that's a good goal no, to I'll, have. I was just about to say if they can, granted, very few promotions can put forth the quality of cards that PWG can. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if they can, if they aim to do something on even seventy five percent of mm-hmm. your typical PWG show, yeah. but make it available for everybody, mm-hmm. I mean that's a pretty good goal. 
And I think it's have. an attainable one. Yeah, too. I think it I is. I think it's an attainable one. Number four. Four. Fewer TV tapings. This is a must because yeah. uh, there's been numerous times where they've done a taping, shot two months worth of television, something happens, and they have to like scramble to cover up the fact that, yeah, well, this person got fired, this person left. Yeah. Um, like Alberto got suspended. We're not affiliated it. with Global Force Wrestling anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that. That was a mess. I really hope they learned their lesson with that. Yeah, don't rebrand by Jeff Jarrett's word. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This this was kind of the thing, and I know I understand production-wise, budget-wise, it's probably the most difficult thing to do. Um, from what I read, though, I thought I read a thing that said they're going to try to do less TV episodes per taping um, and have uh, more frequent tapings or just, like, shoot more at the local shows. Um, but, yeah, when Alberto Del Rio gets suspended and you've only aired the first episode of eight episodes out of one TV taping, that's a pretty big problem. And so you need to bring that down. Mm-hmm. The NXT way of doing things where I think you're doing like four episodes of TV. Yeah, you're doing about a month at a time. About a month at a time is much. It seems more manageable from a creative standpoint. And if anything were to happen in the intervening weeks, you don't have seven, eight, you know, seven, six or so weeks mm-hmm. that you got to try to cover your bases. Right. Yeah. So it lines up with what's actually happening. If something real, like if, so Alberto, what happened with him and Paige was, I think that airport spat, right? If there was a different wrestler who did something even more egregious, like much more egregious, something where you do not want this person on TV and he's the focal point of your main event. That is a massive problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem. If you if you film that much TV in yep. advance. Yep. So yeah, just probably that's probably a good idea. If you were TV taping. Yeah. Number three. Three. New Japan Talent Exchange kind of crosses with Chris Jericho a little bit. I th- I'm more I'm more pessimistic about this happening than you are. Even the lowest levels. I mean, we saw Ishimori just went over to New Japan. Yeah. After spending some time, and we just I heard uh, read something about John Morrison sending out feelers to New Japan about yeah. doing some work for them. But even so maybe, get... maybe the uh, A is going to be an informal uh, uh, partnership, and B is going to be a one way partnership. <laughs> impact right. talent going to New we need, Japan. We need some. We need some coming back the other way. Um, even and by informal, I mean non-existent. Even if it's <laughs> just literally Impact wrestlers leaving to go to New Japan. I know. Even if it's. Uh, like, you know, Chaos has, what, like 8,000 people in their stable? Yeah, Yoshihashi and Kamari Impact. Yoshihashi making an appearance on Impact. Even, no, that's not going to, he doesn't move any numbers. One guy, and there's a lot of guys in New Japan, sends Sonata and Evil over for a match. For one match. For one thing. Mm-hmm. That's going to generate some buzz. And it doesn't affect New Japan, and it does the world of good for Impact, and then Impact sends over... Eli Drake and Scott Steiner. Wow. Impact really wins that deal. <laughs> they really do. So, I don't know. Can it happen with Don Callis? I, I became. I was like, wow, that actually could open the door um, in a semi-realistic manner, especially if they're Scott DeMore. We, we saw them both. We saw Don Callis and Scott DeMore at that Long Beach show milling about in an area where people with just regular tickets don't mill about. And so, um, if they are there... Still apologizing for the sins of the past. Still trying to get across, this is what we did. Still trying to get across, hey, we've got some good talent that you could use on a show or two. If it benefits you, that could do a wonder. I think it's within the realm of possibility. No, yeah, I would put about like a 5% chance, maybe 10. 
given how the previous working relationship between New Japan and, and TNA went down. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I'm still of the opinion that Impact, like I don't really see, sorry, I don't really see what New Japan really has to gain mm-hmm. from a, a, a talent exchange. Yeah. Because it's the more buzzworthy product. Um, they have the, the talent with the greater name recognition. You never, because here's why, because you never ever take for granted the reach that another promotion has. The fact that Impact is doing between two fifty and 300000 Well, that's why I think the access stuff, Japan's access stuff was doing. That's what I read. Right. But you can't think for a second that it's the exact same people. Well, it's not the exact same people. I mean, there's got to be some amount of people who are watching Impact who aren't really aware of the New Japan product because the reach is different. Yeah, maybe. I think there probably is. I mean, it's probably... Well, I don't think it's, it's, it just makes sense. I don't think it's like half of Impact's audience is the case. No, it I might don't be think like half. 10%. You I think it's a pretty low percentage. Well, I think... I don't know. If you're I, watching I, Impact I Wrestling, odds are you're going to be aware of, the, of what New Japan is doing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Unless there's just some uh, 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 a group of Impact loyalists who watch Impact there and nothing some, but Impact. Yeah, there, lo- are, some, there, but there impact. are some Impact loyalists out there. But you're, you're probably right. It's probably a smaller amount. However, I do... I don't know. I think if New Japan looks at... <clears throat> who Impact has, they've got some decent names over there. I think that I think that I think you could find anything. I don't know. I think it'd be silly to just say, no, we're not going to work with you because technically you're still the same company that you know jacked us all those years ago. Even though you've got new ownership, you've got completely different people at the top of the car at the at the helm of the company. Yeah, it's kind. It would be kind of odd for them to say. We're not going to investigate a relationship with you. Well, I don't, I don't, th- I, I, think, I don't think the previous uh, relationship would prevent them from having discussions. I just think at the end of the day, um, New Japan might really take them in and say, what's really in it for us? What yeah. can we really gain from this that we can't more or less do on our own? Yeah. And given you, there's this amount of buzz behind you, the company already. You might be right, but the fact that they're not selling out at Long Beach... They're not as infallible. In San Francisco, as, yeah. I'm sorry, in San Francisco, they're not as infallible as they think. Oh they yeah, are. yeah. So you know, well, they're already selling. T- they've really sold ten times more tickets than an Impact show would in San Francisco. Oh yeah, probably even more that, more than that. However, they're not sold out, and yeah. they probably thought they were gonna be. Oh maybe. So you know, they're not infallible. They could probably still use. They're gonna they're gonna do everything they can at their disposal to make this U.S. expansion work. And that would have to include building relationships with a bunch of other companies. Oh, I'm sure it would. So, number two, to push new talent. Yes, 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 yes. And this goes partially to uh, my primary beef. Um, uh, this is actually kind of one B to one A. This is Sue Young. Sue Young. Yeah, she's doing really good work right now. Yeah. Um, for far too long, and we've talked about it um, in the previous episode as well as this one. Uh, Impact has focused on on uh, kind of people that used to be in WWE or mm-hmm. WCW mm-hmm. At, as top-of-the-card talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with the, when Austin Aries dropped the belt to Pentagon, we heard, no, originally it was supposed to be Alberto Del Rio. Same idea. Yeah. They have in their mind that these, these wrestlers who were in WWE, reached a level of success in WWE, could come to Impact and, and carry the brand, essentially. And then when I heard Pentagon won the belt, I was really excited. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually getting behind not necessarily a new talent but new to impact yeah sure yeah. but a guy who has developed a pretty significant following wrestling at lucha underground as well as the indies mm-hmm. he's great ton of charisma awesome character fantastic in the ring he's the type of talent you can build a company around yeah and so i thought okay here they get it finally here's a, a, a younger guy they can build the company around put the belt on him 
have him put on a bunch of incredible matches. Yeah, but that was just a talent exchange thing. You didn't think they were actually going to build a company around him. No, not build a company around per se, yeah. but just the, the 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 idea that okay, they get it finally. We're not granted Austin Aries is great and he has a you know a ton of history and, and impact, but at the same time, it's kind of like okay, well he's here. We'll go back to how things were were in 2014 or whatever, you know, instead of looking forward. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea. It seemed like with putting the belt on Pentagon. Oh, we're finally looking forward. Mm-hmm. You know, based on what's going to happen, I think on Thursday doesn't seem to be the case. That to me feels like a small sample size, although I totally take your point. Um, what they do with that going forward is going to be kind of a bigger question for me. I know they, I know Moose had a note, had a challenge for mm-hmm. uh, Pentagon while he was still the champion. Mm-hmm. Eli Drake, I think, was also trying to get in that mix. Well, he's a former sure. champion already, yeah. He's a former champion, but he's trying to get back in that mix. I'm not sure exactly where he is. He might be fighting Scott Steiner. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> And so uh, I, I agree with you. No, I, I mean, this, you, you should definitely be pushing your new talent. It, my, my bigger concern with that entire thing was the idea that they ever had the prospect of putting that title back on Alberto Del Rio. That current, the current regime had that idea. That, to me, causes pause. Mm-hmm. That, to me, says, mm-hmm. okay, you guys, you still need to figure some stuff out because yep. that would have been a bad idea. Yep. Um, so that, that was not good. Um, but they've done. They have done a decent job pushing their pushing some new talent. They pushed OVE pretty they, hard. They put a pretty pretty significant spotlight on the Sammy Callahan Eddie Edwards. Mm-hmm. Feud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they've done a much better. Trevor Lee has had a, a pretty big push. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've done a much better job of it. Mm-hmm. But when you hear again about them wanting to put the title on yeah, Alberto, again, yeah. it gives you pause. It's like you weird. have you have all this great young talent. Mm-hmm. People are gonna if, if they're putting on stellar matches week in and week out. People are gonna tune in for that. One thing, one thing I do need to point out too, and I forget where this would have really it could go here, I guess. But um, I probably could have put this in the on the other list. The fact oh, this so stands out to me, especially right now, the Bobby Lashley thing. His last run in Impact was so well done compared to the crap that the WWE is giving him. And if they can just continue along that line of. Let's develop characters. Let's actually develop the characters mm-hmm. in storylines that are grounded and not cartoonish. Um, I think that that's something they really need to focus on too. Yeah. So, uh, but the number one, one. You just mentioned this basically. You yeah, felt like the, you felt like Penta holding the title was uh, a, a rating stunt, basically. Yeah, to get nerds like me interested. Well, they fooled you. They did. And then they swerved you. They did. You don't think it's too early? What? Find to, to, to determine whether or not it's a true swerve. Well, I mean, this is goes into a larger pattern of behavior from Impact that's been going on for a while. Yeah, they'll just do random crap to to say, oh, we we could do this to pop ratings, and they do it, and then they do something else, and it's just an obvious ploy to try to get people to watch the show because they pull some stunts. Yeah, and this the Pentagon title win and subsequent loss. This feels like the latest in a long lines of of, of, of attempts to to pop ratings. Yeah, but okay, hold on a second. When was I, I see your point, and I totally I, I I half agree with you. But on the other hand, it is wrestling. Title changes do happen. Yeah, title changes do happen. If Pentagon, let me ask you something. If Pentagon then gets into like a three month feud with I don't know Moose or Eli Drake or something, yeah, and they have some like really good matches, yeah, and 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 storyline, it makes sense. 
That's different. That's different. But yeah. it, but for for him to win the title, and I think it's the very next set of TV tapings, which TV in TV land, I understand it doesn't happen like yeah until two months later. But at the same time, at the very next set of TV tapings, like has Pentagon even had a title defense? Oh shit! I don't know. I don't know. So I haven't watched. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So, like, but even though, yeah, I understand that it's it's. You know, there's time, a delay between when he won the title of Redemption and whenever, I guess it's Thursday, it's past Thursday, when he loses the title, Austin Aries, and if not, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, a number of weeks in between. When you hear he won, cool. Then you hear a week later, yeah, he lost the belt. He's going to be dropping it at a, at a further TV episode. You're like, all right, well, what the hell? How long did Austin have that title in the first place? Oh, I don't it was like three months. Yeah. Same thing. Two months, three months, same thing. Well, Pentagon won it. It was after Mania weekend. So it's been about a month and a half. Yeah, month and a half. There's been shorter WWE title reigns. I'm aware of that. What if he gets it back? What if he gets it back at like the next pay-per-view? Well, then I'll, I'll reevaluate, I guess. <laughs> it just felt like, if, to me, it felt a bit like a bit of a stunt. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel. A uh, new guy comes in. He's really hot. Just toss the title on him. To then, did generate some short-term interest and help people stick around. Then you and realize then get the status quo back. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's wrestling. Nothing's perfect. But no, I see your, I see your, I see your point. And popping reigns is the last thing they want to be doing. No, they, they want to just... actually be developing talent, putting on great matches, and trying to f- do things that they can sustain long-term to generate fan interest and bring viewers in. Yep. Because you get people like me. If you already have a bad taste in their mouth based on uh, impact what they've done in the past. And they put the belt on someone they really like. I really like Pentagon. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. But if maybe you really I'll start like, watching. If you really like Pentagon and he's on Impact, wouldn't you want to watch anyways? Not, not if it's a short. Not, not if I know that a he's gonna he's gonna be champion for not very long and it's a short term thing. I'll just but watch. What if he's just, what if he's get what if he has? I'll like watch Lucha, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Okay. Because he's on there all the time. Fair enough. Anyways, I hope they get to the point. See, I don't even know if I'm gonna be watching. But if I, I just want to get if you, I to convince you not to watch. I know. I just want to <laughs> get you to the point. That's I care more about getting you to watch than me watching. But anyways, I might bring back my reviews. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much. Be sure to watch the other video where we say where we share 10 things they are doing right. Yeah. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube.